are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Of course, give my co-host a follow at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a, fo- show a follow at Locked On mm. Dynasty. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave those five-star reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss a show. Don't miss a show. We're bouncing back and uh, back and forth between me and Marcus, Ryan McDowell, Matt Williamson to give you the ultimate edge in your dynasty leagues. And you know what, Marcus? This is one of my favorite times of the year. Yes. Yeah, we you got it. Because we've got some mock drafts. We've got mock drafts and we're starting new leagues. It's yes. the point of the year where everybody is getting the itch to start a new league because we're degenerates and mm-hmm. we need more, more, more. Uh, I think that, you know, after all the rookie talk that we've been participating in, it is our turn to do a mock draft. So what we had proposed uh, here ahead of the show, we're going to do the first five rounds of a dynasty startup draft. We're going to talk through the picks. We're holding this over at sleeper.app. Uh, they've got a really cool mock draft platform, uh, and we're just going to kind of talk through the picks. So, uh, Marcus, where are you drafting from? Uh, the 102 slot. It's probably one of my favorite spots in startups. I kind of like 102, 103, but landed at 102 here. So, see, as somebody who always has, like, a lot of trouble making decisions, um, I I always move to the back end of the draft if I can, uh, and I like that that turn because you know what it forces me to make less uh less decisions uh sure sure i i like making the decisions across my draft board but uh sometimes when it comes to those top tier guys i think they're so close that you know what maybe give me a a pick towards the back end where i can stack you know a a 112 and a 201 uh two fringe first round picks rather than one of these elite studs because sometimes i mean with the exception of christian mccaffrey who's on a different planet um sometimes these guys are really close and and you know the pick difference might not be that significant so i'm i'm gonna draft by the 112 uh we'll do a single quarterback league we should also Uh, mention no rookies in this draft right no rookies in this draft. We're doing all vets. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, is that all our rules? Do we have anything else for I today? I think that's it. I think it's a PPR league. I, will go, I mean, most leagues are PPR now anyways. So uh, pretty yeah, straightforward. All right, let's go ahead. We will kick it off. So we've got our first pick. And then, Marcus, you're on the clock at 102. Uh, let's start this thing off. All right, at the 101, we have Saquon Barkley auto-drafted. Mm-hmm by sleeper.app interesting i want you to make your pick and then i want to see how the next few picks play out and then i want to talk about sort of the just the top four yeah i'm going with christian mccaffrey or excuse me not christian mccaffrey i was looking at christian mccaffrey i'm going with jonathan taylor who um, i would have selected at 101 to be honest i know what christian mccaffrey's ceiling is i know that he's a you know a potential 2400 yard uh, back, I just I have questions about him staying healthy. Uh, he's a little bit older than what Jonathan Taylor is. Jonathan Taylor is just 22 years old. I, I I love the situation, and I think he is in a spot now where he is going to be. I think Kate, 
almost a lock every single year for 1,500 yards and double-digit touchdowns. And at just 22 years old, it's hard to pass on that in that offense. I love it. Um, then next up, your guy, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. So, I mean, that's sort of like the chalk top five. What do you think about the way that this draft order played out for those yeah. top five picks? Yeah, I would think in most drafts, Christian McCaffrey's probably going to go one or two. I just happen to be one of the weird people out there that prefer Jonathan Taylor and maybe the safety there. Uh, but Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara going four and five, not surprising at all. I think the order will depend on your league mates, but I think those are pretty much locked in as our top five picks. All right, let's move on. Uh, we have our first wide receiver drafted off the board. We've got Devontae Adams, which mm. I feel like he's uh, he's the the chalk wide receiver one in this, this era of well, time. It depends, Kate, because like at our friends on Dynasty League Football, he's not in terms of startup ADP. It's actually DK Metcalf by about a, you know, a half a pick. So it, that is a little surprising to me. Interesting. See, I do wonder if maybe uh, some of that has been impacted at all by just the, the Russell Wilson turmoil. turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, I, get, I get turmoil every time I have to say the word turmoil. <laughs> Um, Devontae Adams, he just feels like uh, he's a perennial lock for 166 targets and 17 yep. million touchdowns. He feels like the really safe pick, but you do have to wonder. We've seen some flurry of questions, you know, regarding what Aaron Rodgers' future is. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's come out and made some interesting comments about what he thinks that his future might be with the Packers interesting situation um so i wonder if we'll start to see some of those changes being made and again you're picking nits here between Devonte adams and dk metcalf right i i don't have any problem at all at all with those guys being wide receiver one it is interesting kate that in this mock my wide receiver one goes three picks later interesting all right then we got deandre swift clyde edwards elaire that I like feels this like a reach pick. that feels like no. a reach to me Oh, see, this is a great talking point then for us because Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, is actually, uh, you know, perhaps being underdrafted. I think this feels like just about the right spot for him. He's got the youth. He's got the receiving ability. Uh, Damian Williams is no longer with the team. They haven't made any moves to make replacements for those touches. I do think we're going to see a really nice workload from Clyde Edwards-Alaire no Le'Veon Bell. I think he has the potential to be a workhorse this season. And I think all of this news of them, uh, you know, leeching off or not leeching off they're they're letting go of, of some of these little uh, annoyances. Like they're, they're flicking off the mosquitoes for the, the owners of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So I think that's interesting. Then next up at the 109, we've got Tyreek Hill at the 110, Justin Jefferson. I feel like that's sort of been on par with mm-hmm. what we've seen. Um, and then interesting pick. So in a single quarterback, we had Patrick Mahomes at the 111. How that do doesn't seem all that surprising feel? to me, though, Kate, because I feel like somebody, it, in your, somebody in your league is going to want to have Mahomes for the next decade and just lock in that elite production every single year. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. But I do think that's very likely in a startup. I I agree. I think if you're going to take an early quarterback in Dynasty, it has to be one of these guys who 
is is like just a pure lock. And I think Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's locked up on a long-term deal. He's a, a millionaire, nearly billionaire. He's got the arm talent. Mm-hmm. He's got the legs. He's got the whole package. And I do think that he's in for a very long career. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the turn here at the 112. I think I'm going to surprise you. And I'm going to take A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is going to be one of the biggest climbers this offseason, and it's hard because there's not much room for him to climb anywhere. Uh, I think we're we're totally underselling the fact that they've uh, totally dispersed all of the targets within the Titans' offense. They're no longer there. Nope. Uh, nope. You know, we, we're looking at a team that got rid of Jonu Smith. Uh, we saw a team that got rid of Corey Davis. All of those targets are vacated, and... I do think that this is an opportunity that I didn't necessarily expect for uh, him to be the recipient, uh, to be peppered with more targets. But, I mean, Corey Davis, he saw 92 targets last season. 92. Is it it possible that, so the first two seasons of A.J. Brown's career that we saw 190 total targets, is it possible that we see... 140 targets this year especially if that team is worse and I think they are going to be worse and they're going to have to throw the ball more Kate I don't think an extra target or two per game is all that unrealistic for AJ Brown no and I think AJ Brown is the kind of player that even with one to two extra targets per game um, I I think he's got the potential to take uh, how many of those to the house he's just such a, a dynamic physical wide receiver I love the pick I think uh, he's got the youth. He's got the potential within the offense. I really like him here. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll wrap around through round two. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Kate, of course, and we are doing a mock draft. Marcus, how are you feeling about uh, your first round pick? You've only made one pick so (laughs) far. It was Jonathan Taylor. I hope you're feeling good. I just closed out the first round with A.J. Brown. So to tip off uh, the second round here, I'm going to go with a win now move. Uh, Mm. And this is going to shape this pick right here is going to be what shapes the rest of my draft i promise you i'm gonna go with derrick henry i think there is no uh there's no running back on the board at this point that i just feel has a safer floor and just as high of a ceiling i'm gonna take derrick henry it's not the youth play it's not the the play that you make uh in terms of the lack of touches i didn't necessarily intend for that team stack 
But I do think that Derrick Henry, he's just such a lock for volume. We didn't see any, any slowing of that in this nope, season. Nope. And I, I think he looks fantastic. Just in comparison to some of those other guys in a similar tier, uh, the only other ones that I would maybe consider in that same spot, uh, maybe like Aaron Jones or Nick Chubb, but Derrick Henry, he just feels like the safest out of all this all these guys even in a PPR format so I'm gonna go with yep. Derrick Henry old man Henry um and I'm I'm gonna this is my win now team so let's see how this draft plays out for me I'm nervous I'm gonna give you some some good stats really quickly on Derrick Henry this is his rushing yards per game over the course of his career 32 66.5 102.7 126.7 last year Kate He is just an athletic marvel. He gets better every single year. Uh, Last year, we saw the most rushing touchdowns of his career. I don't think he's slowing down anytime soon. I don't think you can expect him to continue to improve that drastically from year to year. But I think every game, he's a solid bet for 100 yards and a touchdown, and it's hard to replace that. Love it. All right, next up, we got J.K. Dobbins. Uh, which, again, out of players in that sort of range, I, like I'll take Derrick Henry. I know J.K. Dobbins, obviously, he has the youth. Um, he's got the the draft stock that we like. But I think, you know, in terms of what can he do while he's still working with Lamar Jackson, what he can still do while he's working with Gus Edwards, I think Derrick Henry is a safer pick there. So I feel validated after seeing that J.K. Dobbins went immediately after my pick. After J.K. Dobbins, 203, we've got Josh Jacobs at the 204, Nick Chubb. Back-to-back wide receivers then, 205 and 206, Stephon Diggs and D.K. Metcalf. Tell me how you feel about that. How do you feel about seeing Stephon Diggs over D.K. Metcalf? I don't hate it, but I, it's it certainly wouldn't be the direction that I go. Diggs is so incredibly consistent. I think Metcalf has the higher ceiling uh, in that offense. But both those guys, I mean, if you get them at any point in the second round, you're, you're stealing. So I, I love that. I love it. Um, then we have our second quarterback off the board. At 207, we have Kyler Murray. That also feels about right. Uh, he's definitely been one of those consensus top-end quarterbacks. But interesting to see him take the step over a guy like Josh Allen, who really broke out this season, Lamar Jackson, or Justin Herbert even, I feel like has been at the top of that conversation. Interesting pick, uh, but that rushing upside is so, Mm -hmm. so high. At the 208, we've got Ezekiel Elliott. Then we got Aaron Jones, D-Hop, and you are back on the clock. Yeah, so, I mean, this one's pretty simple to me. I was hoping to get a top five or six receiver. Uh, We've seen, what, one, two, three, four, five, six go off the board. Uh, But actually, my number six receiver is still available, and that's CeeDee Lamb. I I think he is going to be an absolute superstar, Kate. We saw last year playing with Dak Prescott, he was on a 1,400-yard pace as a rookie. He still finished the season. Yeah, he still finished the season with uh, over 1,000 yards from scrimmage, six touchdowns. I think he is going to be, as soon as this year, 1,200 yards, double-digit touchdowns. I think he's the long-term answer as the Cowboys' number one receiver. Uh, And in that offense, he is just going to be so incredibly uh, consistent. On top of that, it's his birthday today, so I'm picking him. Happy birthday, CeeDee Lamb. Happy birthday, CeeDee Lamb. This pick was brought to you by the Locked On Cowboys podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we might... 
I, I didn't do that on purpose. It's just, man, you look at every dynasty rank, and it's really hard to make an argument for any other receivers after CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver 7, wide receiver 8. The talent is just too good, and the situation is fantastic. There's actually another wide receiver that I had in the back of my mind uh, in terms of your pick and who I thought you might take. Apparently, I, I should have assumed it was CeeDee Lamb because you are you. Uh, but that's okay. I want to see where this guy lands, and then I want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, after your C.D. Lamb pick, we see Miles Sanders at the 212 at the turn. We get Lamar Jackson. Seems about right. Um, again, I would I would be taking uh, Josh Allen. I think he's just a better passer. I think he's safer for the long term. We haven't really seen the the Baltimore Ravens make any moves to improve that receiving core. Obviously, they have to draft somebody, but... I feel like I would feel more comfortable with a guy like Lamar Jackson long-term if they had made a move for a guy like Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Like a, yep. a true wide receiver one. Cause even if they get a rookie wide receiver in, uh, they, they are able to utilize that rookie wide receiver immediately. I do think that, I mean, it's, it's still going to take time. Uh, it takes time to build your offense. It takes time for rookies to acclimate unless you are a freak like Jamar Je- or Jamar Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. Um, then uh, let's see. We're already back to you. We're at yes. the, the 302. Yeah, so this is where I'm – I was looking at running backs, and I don't love the other options. I know Cam Akers is there and Antonio Gibson, and those guys are, are obviously – you know, high-end RB2s, but I'm looking at tight end, and I've got my choice. They're all there. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, uh, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews. I'm I'm just not going to overthink it. I know the age is a little concerning. He's 31, but Travis Kelsey is just so rock solid. Uh, He's had at least 1,000 yards in five straight seasons. Uh, Last year, he had 1,400 yards. Uh, We've seen at least 1,200 yards in three straight years. He doesn't appear to be slowing down anytime soon. And I think at the very least, we're getting three more really, really productive seasons from Travis Kelsey. I slide him in my lineup as my tight end one, feeling really good about Jonathan Taylor, CeeDee Lamb, Travis Kelsey. I really like that. Um, I think, I mean, he showed no signs of slowing down. Don't hate that at all. Next up, we have Chris Godwin at the 303. That feels a little bit early for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Josh Allen like that at the 304. And then uh, actually, this is the guy that I was hoping you would take. Michael Thomas at mm. the 305. I don't trust Taysom Hill. That's basically all it comes down to. I don't trust Taysom Hill, and I don't trust Sean Payton at all. <laughs> I don't trust Sean Payton at all either, but we did see uh, – I mean, I, I think part of the concern is obviously the lack of production last season, but we did have him come out and say – I mean, he was he was playing extremely injured last season. Uh, like, I'm, I'm really surprised that he hung around as long as he did on the field despite his – uh, a pretty significant ankle injury, but well, here's the thing, too, Kate. Been... Really quickly, he's he's older than what you think. He's 28 years old, and we've already heard some rumors about you know maybe the Saints could eventually move on from him given his salary. Uh, he hasn't. I mean, I think he got suspended, you know, internally because of some stuff. I just wonder how long he's going to be in New Orleans, and that does make me a little bit nervous. I joke about Taysom Hill, but if he moves on to a different team, is he going to see the same target volume? I'm not sure. 
It's a good question. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But Michael Thomas, I mean, he just feels like he's yeah. he's such a safe pick he there. Is. And we know the ceiling is just as high. I mean, uh, even in those games, weeks 11, 12, 13, 14, um, again, extremely injured. But over the last four games that he played in 2020, uh, was on pace for 1,372 receiving yards he's while good. playing extremely injured. He's yeah. he's really good. This Didn't feels like the right single... spot for him, right? This yeah. middle of the third round in a startup feels about right. I just I can't justify taking him over a 22-year-old CeeDee Lamb in a great offense with a great quarterback. That, that That's basically all it is. I think it's fair. I think the point that I want to make, though, with Michael Thomas is that I do think he's, he's a little bit underrated. He's fine. Um, let's go next pick. Let's see. Austin Eckler, James Robinson, Cam Akers. Shocked to see James Robinson go there before Cam Akers. Uh, then we have Antonio Gibson, George Kittle. I love that pick at the mm-hmm. 310. Calvin Ridley. And then I am on the clock. Um, you know, I said I was going for, uh, you know, one of these, these win now sort of rosters. There's a guy that I think is a... Uh, lock for you know a top 10 season very easily on a perennial basis Uh, and that wide receiver just got a new quarterback which I like Uh, we're we're gonna go with Terry McLaurin here who just got a uh, nice nice friend there in Washington and Ryan Fitzpatrick who just doesn't care he's gonna sling the ball up um, you know, he's he's relatively on the older side compared to some of these young studs that are in the in the offense. He's 25. Um, I think he's going to be 26 by the time the season starts. But uh, don't care. I'm winning now. I think Terry McLaurin is a perfect buy low if your team is in a win now position. But he's somebody that I do think is going to continue to hold uh, perennial wide receiver one value. But he just never seems to get that kind of hype and that's our mistake. Uh, let's take another quick break and then we'll wrap it, wrap it back around. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out betonline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code locked on so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am set to make my pick at the 401 here in this Startup Dynasty mock draft single quarterback PPR. My roster so far, I've got A.J. Brown, Derek Henry, Terry McLaurin. I said I'm going for win now. Chris Carson feels like the move for me here. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I'm not building, like, this sexy dynasty roster. <laughs> like, you're, what you've got going there, Jonathan Taylor, C.D. Lamb, like, that feels like a sexy dynasty roster. Youth. I'm not going for youth. Uh, I think this team with A.J. Brown, Derek Henry, all of the stud muffins could be a winner with Chris Carson. <laughs> Chris Carson just feels like an absolute lock for 
uh, you know, 275 touches per season. He's got PPR upside. I mean, who doesn't want to be in an offense with a asset like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett? I think he's just the perfect, uh, perfect complement to what Pete Carroll wants to do, which is run the ball into the ground. Um, but he does have that PPR upside that I think he's uh, one of the more underrated receivers in the league. I like the pick um, that we're going to go, let's see, 402. We've got David Montgomery, then 403, Brandon Ayuk. I feel like you're going to like that pick. I do. I love Brandon Ayuk. It's great value. <laughs> um, then we've got Justin Herbert. Uh, oh, we're on a little bit of a quarterback run here. Uh, Justin Herbert, then Darren Waller at the 405, then Joe Burrow, Allen Robinson, Russell Wilson at the 408, uh, and then T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and it's back to you on the clock. Yeah, this one's easy for me because this is a guy that I debated picking at the you know, at my third pick, right, at 302, and that's D.J. Moore. Uh, D.J. Moore is just an incredible, incredible player. Just 23 years old, back-to-back seasons with exactly 1,215 yards. Uh, he's only scored four touchdowns in each of those seasons, but I'm not worried about that. Uh, he is a superstar, and... He's been productive without great quarterbacks. I mean, we've seen Cam, Will Greer, Will Greer, Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, and P.J. Walker all throw him the ball. I think there's a decent chance that Sam Darnold is his best quarterback ever. As he continues to, to age, I absolutely love him as my wide receiver, too. I, that's just fantastic value at 411. Very interesting. Um, definitely good value. I do think that we're probably going to see uh, maybe a – continual drop in his ADP just because of the fact that people are very scared with Sam Darnold and what what he might be able uh, to to do or, or what kind of production he might dampen as the quarterback um, after DJ Moore we are now at the turn for 10 Keenan Allen Mark Andrews and then we're back to you yeah, and another easy pick for me. It's Amari Cooper at 5-2 because Amari Cooper is a stud. We back-to-back 1,100-yard seasons with the Cowboys. Last year playing with four different quarterbacks, still managed to be productive. We've seen whenever Amari is playing with Dak Prescott, he is a low-end wide receiver one. Yes, he can be a little inconsistent from week to week, but if he's my wide receiver three in a dynasty league, I absolutely love it. And again, He's only 26 years old. I don't mind at all stacking him and CeeDee Lamb on the same roster because as we've seen, this is a Cowboys team that is going to score a bunch of points. Uh, these are just two fantastic receivers and a, a steal at 502. I love that. Um, let's see. After your Amari Cooper, we have another Cowboy. Yeehaw. Uh, we've got Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going at the uh, QB Let's see, uh, seven here. That's interesting. QB seven at the 503. I would be drafting him in a dynasty league. Uh, I would I would put the threshold there. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, uh, Josh Allen. But then honestly, if we're looking at who I want next, it's Dak Prescott. So getting him at the 503, uh, I think is a value for anybody. Right. So I love that. Next up, Jerry Judy, Kareem Hunt. I think that is an interesting play. It is. Um, I, I mean, I think he's he's one of those sneaky uh, PPR plays. It, he definitely 
showed out last season and and was an underrated asset for fantasy. I think the interesting thing about Kareem Hunt is the sort of wild card situation that he's in. I mean, because he's he's still well within his prime. Where uh, after after his time with the the, the Oh my gosh, Cleveland Browns! Goodness gracious, I kept wanting to say Cleveland Indians. I've been working on a lot of baseball <laughs> no, stuff no. for work. Um, but after his time in Cleveland, he might be able to get another full-time role. But you know what? Him and Nick Chubb are just the the best one-two punch in the league. I think so. I love it. And he signed a contract. Uh, we got... he, he's got a long-term deal in Cleveland, so he's going to be there a while. Oh, I don't. I didn't know that actually. Mm-hmm. What's his deal? Uh, it's through the next couple of years, I believe. Wow, how did I miss that? No, it's important. He's gonna be he's gonna be in Cleveland for the next few years at least. So great news wow. for your dynasty stock. Ah, love it. I actually have a lot of Kareem Hunt shares, so that's fantastic. Um, now that I'm done living under a rock, <laughs> uh, we go to the 506. Kenny Galladay. I think this is such a great pick. Kenny Galladay, I think, is being slept on a little bit because it's not sexy to be the wide receiver one for a quarterback like Daniel Jones. I really, really like this pick. I think he could be a lock for uh, 140 targets. Mm-hmm. He's the clear wide receiver one. No more Golden Tate. I think he's just, I mean, Sterling Shepard, he's not hes not a wide receiver one, but Kenny Galladay can be the guy. And he seems like a pretty safe lock for like 1,100 receiving yards. Yeah, yep. he's going to get fed. Yep. Um, let's see, after that, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Melvin Gordon, that is actually a pick that I wish would have fallen to my win now team. I think he could be an interesting, interesting. win now piece. Yeah, it's a fun RB3, right? It's a it's a really fun RB3. He's got PPR upside. Um, but I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that he went ahead of the next pick at the 510, Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw his immediate upside. Uh, in the Pittsburgh offense as a rookie, just absolutely came out, dominated, could not stop scoring touchdowns. Now you go back to their offensive scheme last year. They didn't really push the ball down the field literally at all. Um, If they're able to remedy that, I do think Chase Claypool's ceiling is through the roof. I agree. You got to love that he's he's so young. Um, So he's actually a guy that I would I would have taken over Melvin Gordon there. Uh, but next up, 5'11", Mike Evans. And then I have the final pick to close out the draft. Whew. Um, I, I think I want to go with a, a pick that is going to balance out my team a little bit from a youth perspective and from a win-now perspective. And I think there's one guy right now that has that, that perfect mixture of both uh, in terms of safety, upside, youth, and that guy's Deontay Johnson. Interesting, um, interesting. I think that it, it's, I mean, we can sort of talk about the merits of, you know, what do we what do we think about Chase Claypool versus Deontay Johnson. In a PPR league, though, Deontay Johnson, he's just so, so criminally underrated. I mean, the, the production that he saw in the 2020 season, he was just an absolute target hog monster. Uh, you know, he, he did have a couple of unhealthy games. He had a couple of games where he uh, left the game early, only played, uh, I think, week three, played 24% of snaps, week four, 8% of snaps. So all of those count as games for him. 
Um, but outside of those two games, uh, and you know, he was, he was out of week six, but listen to this target share, 10 targets, 13 targets, 15 targets, three targets. All right. I'll give you that. 10, 11, 16, 13, 12, 7, 13, 14, 4. That's bonkers. That's a that's just a, a poor man's um, Michael Thomas, if we want to call it that. Uh, but I love what he can do after the catch. I love uh, just the, the opportunities there. I do think we're going to see Ben continue to pepper him with targets. He's only 24 years old. I like I like Deontay Johnson there, and I think he's one of these assets that's young enough to bring your dynasty team youth, but could be an immediate win now piece. Yeah, that uh, is our draft. Yeah, really quickly on Deontay Johnson. Uh, I just oh, want, yeah. yeah, so over the last what nine games of the season, he had 700 yards and four touchdowns. It seems like once he kind of got into a rhythm and kind of stayed healthy, he didn't miss any time since the Dallas game. Uh, you were basically getting a 1,200-yard receiver with 110 receptions. So uh, I, if he is going to be, what, your wide receiver three on your offense and you know you can count on him to get 13, 14, 15 points every single week, uh, I like it. Yeah, and you know what? Something that is sort of an underrated narrative, which is I, I haven't even thought about this until I had a conversation with uh, one of the FF Astronauts crew, if you guys aren't familiar with their team, check them out they do a lot of really great work but one of my favorite things about their site they have a a cool dynasty uh you know like a film room where you can scout rookies and all of the tape is free so go check that out but uh we were we were talking it up on their podcast a few weeks ago and Deontay Johnson came up and you know wouldn't you know it uh the the conversation turned to the fact that he suffered a concussion early in the season um and the the connection was made there between the uh, effects of spatial awareness in concussions um, in the recovery of a concussion um, and the the fact that that might have contributed to some of his drops mm-hmm. in that season and I I had never put two and two together there so it's just an interesting thing because I do feel like drops have made their way into the narrative for Deontay Johnson yep. and maybe we don't have to worry about that so much. Um, and maybe we did see some of that that effect from a concussion. But uh, Marcus, read off your team one more time for us. And Gladly. We'll post this on social and see who's who's the winner here. I, I have a feeling it's going to be you. You have some sexier picks. <laughs> yeah, so drafting at the 102 spot again, Jonathan Taylor, CeeDee Lamb, Travis Kelsey, DJ Moore, and Amari Cooper. Uh, the plan going forward would just be to hammer running backs you know, from round 6 to 10 with already having my tight end and my three receivers, uh, I think I could accomplish that. All right. And I've got AJ Brown, Derek Henry, Terry McLaurin, Chris Carson, Deontay Johnson. As I look to finish out the draft, obviously I need a quarterback. I need a tight end, but what my draft strategy would be here on out. I want to take a chance on some of these, uh, maybe higher risk. Now that I have this, this safe floor of players, Grab some of those higher risk players that have, uh, you know, the youth, uh, some of the dynasty sexiness there uh, that that could be really long term values for my team. That is our show for today. We will go ahead. We'll post our, our rosters on social here. See what you think of the first five rounds of our dynasty mock draft. And we will see you on Monday.